Adventures of Business, hosted by Taz Smith. To have the faith and the passion to leap. Literally, like six months after dating, we opened up a martial arts school. Adapt, change, and positivity. Welcome back, guys. Uh, we're going to be sitting down with Authentic Barbering today, George. He's an absolutely amazing guy, and uh, I guess I'm just going to let him take it away because uh, his story is pretty cool, how he how he ended up here, how he started a barbershop. His, his whole journey is pretty inspiring, uh, especially starting a barbershop or a business this year. Uh, intimidating, hard to do, and he's doing it, and he's thriving, and so he's got some great tips uh, for us today. So, George, feel free to introduce yourself. How you guys doing? My name is George Ramirez, owner of Authentic Barbering. I'm located at 5901 U.S. Highway 19 in Newport Ritchie, Suite 2. Phone number to the barbershop is 727-807-3632. Very cool. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm born in, in Miami. Very cool. Uh, Cuban parents. So I'm kind of a first-generation American, Very cool. Cuban-American, however, you know, however the blood flows. Um, born and raised over there, uh, was in sports, uh, but got into barbering at a early age just because I liked the, the environment, the ambiance that was inside of a barbershop, how there was, it was kind of a no-filter zone. Hmm. That's cool. I mean... Coming into your shop, I mean, people can't see this on the podcast, but it looks really cool. So I, I can see the translation there, how you got into the, the feel of the shop and everything like that. Um, so what brought you to this area? Um, I, w I personally was done with Miami. Okay. I was actually on my way to North Carolina, but my wife did not want to be too far from her family. Um, so uh, her cousins gave us a phone call. They also live in the area. They told us, hey, you know, we'll help out. You guys come over. You guys are trying to get out of Miami. So we did that, and we came here. We landed. Very cool. Well, it's good to have you in the area. Um, so tell us now a, a little bit about your business. How would you get started? I know you said at an early age you got interested in barbering. How did you get into it? Um, I, would, I would hang out. I used to go to a barbershop um, in Flagler. Uh, in you know in downtown Miami, it was called Fade Masters, and um, the barber the barber there was called Josue, and he would do celebrities. He was doing Pitbull when Culo first came out, um, even before that. Wow. So there was other celebrities that would walk in, and just the fact that a celebrity wasn't a celebrity anymore when they were in a barbershop, they just it, it, they loved being there as well. It was the environment they got put in. So just hanging out in that barbershop, sometimes not even getting a haircut, was a good feeling. You went in there to laugh, to smile, to see where what problems were going on. Anything that was going on in, in, in the city, you knew it there before anywhere else. That's really cool. And that, um, I guess that atmosphere really drawed you in? Yes. Um, just the fact that uh, you can have anything from uh, a gentleman about to get married or anything from a guy going on his first date or a guy not feeling too well and you made him feel better just through the service that you gave him and how'd you made him look or he was on his way to a 
a job interview it, it could the list goes on or he didn't know anybody he's new to the area gets a fresh haircut and he just feels good more than looks good and usually when you give that you give that environment you give that uh that that feeling you pass over that feeling to the person that you just gave a service to he's going to go out there and do something else that he didn't even think he could probably handle yeah you're you're <laughs> You're cutting hair, but you're almost giving confidence at the same time. Oh, I we you can ask any any barber, any good barber, um, if all they do is barber, and that's it's not true. We are we are psychologists. We are <laughs> you know what I mean. They, they come and they're pretty much in my office face to face, and they let go sometimes. Um, other times, you know, they're in a hurry because they have a meeting. Other times they just want the service because they love you. They've been mm-hmm. with you for a minute already. Um, but it a lot of times they, if you can't trust your barber, why are you sitting on his chair? Sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's a big uh, trust. It, I mean, your your head and your hair is what people see a lot of time, and so when you get a bad haircut, it really does mess it up. So. Makes sense. It's it's a lot of trust that you're giving to somebody and you want to trust them. So let's talk about the beginning of your business. You started this business fairly recently. Yes. Though you didn't start cutting hair recently. So explain that. I started I started cutting hair, uh, obviously, from back then, um, being around it and just having the idea. I was uh, 14 years old and I found some clippers, I think, at home. Um, and... Uh, just started calling up buddies and hey uh, and I would give like a an even number all the way around but I like doing graffiti I like drawing and things like that so I would start doing like if it was around Halloween time I would do spider webs and uh, very in like you know nothing nothing too crazy but just start getting the feel if if you know if they wanted freestyle designs I would go and zigzag and swirl my way around their head um so that just started getting me first of all it started getting me money i wasn't doing it for money but it it got to a point that they felt like they owed me even if they weren't paying full price at a barbershop they they saw that i was taking time out of my day to go make them feel good they were loving it so that got me into it it was giving me money uh to pay for things uh, I played basketball, so it got me money to pay for my sneakers. Um, I didn't. I didn't come from a upraising where where I can get all that by just simply asking a parent. So that helped me out a lot. Kept me out of trouble, which mm. you know that's a big in a big city like Miami. Um, but then after that, I just you know I, I made it. I made it kind of my job after that a barbershop let me work um and i was doing that after school i would even cut hair at school uh certain teachers would let me wow do certain things in, inside of the class but um <laughs> during class going on or yeah it was a reading teacher <laughs> but um That's yeah awesome. she she would she would help she would help me out she knew what i was doing she, she knew that i wasn't doing anything wrong and also when um you play for the school you kind of they look at you different. Okay. But um, 
but yeah, I start I started from there working at different barber shops, anywhere from working in the middle of the hood to a, a a real nice neighborhood. So you see what you have to play with. You see what other owners go through. You see um, what kind of what kind of people you draw into your into your business. So I you know I had a, a mental notebook and I took all of it in when I came to this area. But um, is it is it all there when you're finally doing it? No. You know, you go blank when it's your turn. It's like taking a test. You can study all <laughs> week, and when it's in front of you, it's gone. Very true. Um, but, yeah, it, it's been a little over 16 years cutting hair, and um, I stopped cutting for a little while, moved up here, started doing some regular jobs, and um, my wife saw that I hated it. So she... She told me, she goes, hey, we, we got enough saved up. Let's go open up your barbershop. I said, I told her, no, I can't do that. Um, I'm going to, you know, I have to work at somebody else's spot and build a clientele and then get a comfortability with the area and then move over. She goes, okay, but you're not going to do that. We're going to go open up a shop. I was like, oh, man. So there we go. We opened up a shop in January, uh, Authentic Barbering, and... It was, it was fun for a month and a half until we got <laughs> shut down. <laughs> and then it was a nightmare, huh? And then it was a nightmare. I didn't know anyone in the area. Uh, I wasn't working with anyone in the area. I had one barber here, um, but he was also stuck in the same, in the same pickle that I was. He, you know, he, he didn't have a, a place to work at. Mm-hmm. So that part hit us hard. The good thing is. Uh, I was still paying all my bills on time. Um, so when we came back, we came back hard. And so far, it's been about about a month and a half to two months. And the love has been awesome from this area. And also, you know, with the love being one thing, but we have to stay consistent. You know what I mean? You have to you have to give the people what they want on a consi- consistent basis. This is what they pay for. Yeah. That that really does lead into kind of the next question that I wanted to ask you, which was what struggles and things did you face when opening your business being, you know, this within your first year, a lot of businesses have to close, shut down. I mean, and you were forced to shut down and now you're back so would you say that was the biggest challenge was the whole shutdown thing or is there something else that's beneath that that was difficult well not only that uh, obviously the maybe the 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 one that you can't fight back was that one okay because there's nothing you can do yeah and truthfully speaking um you know you can say the news or everything you heard was uh something related to fear more people were, were throwing fear at anybody than anything else. So that was a big one. A second one was the fact that I knew no one. Mm-hmm. No one. I've never been in this area. Nothing. So for me to come open up a business, um, I couldn't hire a lot of barbers because they didn't know me. A lot of other shop owners were probably like, who's this new guy? No, he's never worked for anyone. He, ne- he was never brought up in this area who is he just opening up a whole business that's in competition with us? Mm-hmm. Um, 
you can say another one was uh, a lot of times you see a location and it looks good, but um, but you don't really read all the ordinances. Like, uh, ah. oh, the, like being on 19, it has to be awesome, but there's there's uh, rules that you can't put flags outside. You can't. So now it shortens whatever was going on in your head about promoting it and things like that. Um, another thing was things like uh, I had business cards and coupons printed out, and now no one wants to take anything out of your hand. Ah. So it's it's it, everything trickles down, but um, slowly it's been starting to move. Uh, the business card thing, there's still a lot of people that are walking in fear that it's a complete personal problem for them. Um, we'll still be here. We'll be waiting. Yeah. They'll come in one day. They got to get their hair cut eventually. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's, uh, that is true. The, the COVID thing, you couldn't really, um, do anything about that, but how are you finding to come around those other problems that you stated? Well, um, back home, Instagram is big. Okay. Instagram is really big. Um, I came over here. Instagram isn't that big. Instagram is, is 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 barely peeking at it because Instagram will give you a certain type of audience. Mm. You know what I mean? It, yep. You have a, a lot of the younger um, audience and things like that. Now, uh, I had a Facebook from back in the day uh, just because uh, – uh, to play like a, a game with my nephew on online. Sure, Farmville, right? So I have <laughs> no idea what it was, but to in order to play with him, you had to have a Facebook account, with friends. So I, I just had it sitting there, and then um, my wife was good at Facebook. She would you know kind of tell me, hey, do this, jump in groups, you know. So I I went. I I started doing the Facebook thing and started meeting certain people, and that's where things started taking a turn people people more grown people that actually saw what the area had to offer and saw something fresh and new mm -hmm. jumped at it without even asking any questions wow you know what i mean and they obviously they see the the toolboxes and the red chairs and and the lights and you know and i like to play movies a lot of the time i'm not just you know playing music and blasting it in people's ears all day um i like to make this this a second home it's my second home already so i, I would make it a second home for anybody else um but yeah that's that's where i'm at with that it's uh it's facebook has been helping out a lot google has been helping out, out a lot and then again it's uh the return customers the reviews that we get on both sides and having, um, I also have a, an app. Oh, cool. Which, uh, I guess we'll get into that. Yeah, in a few. Definitely. Um, so, you know, you're using Facebook and these digital things to kind of overcome those trials. Is there anything else that maybe you've implemented um, in your business to help it grow? This okay. could be in the beginning or something that you're doing now. Yes. Um, well, in reference to the business cards, um, I kind of got rid of the business card idea. And um, I've done ceiling tiles. My ceiling tiles, I use them for nothing. So uh, I've I've let other businesses promote themselves instead of bringing flyers or business cards. 
I give them a ceiling tile and they can go ahead and put their business up top and they have anything from a phone number, QR codes, uh, funny messages. They love it. They love the idea that they can actually do that. I would love to make that a trend in this area so I can put my logo in a bakery or in a sandwich shop or anywhere else. Um, now, uh, all, all other things um, besides Facebook, besides um, besides Google, I'm, I'm on an app called Booksy, B-O-O-K-S-Y. And what that is, it's an app that you can pretty much find anything in your area that has to do with a service, especially with the fact of all this fear stuff, um, having an appointment and, you know, this and that. Um, you don't even have to call the person up. You literally, you can look up tattoo shops, you can look up massage parlors, you can look up barbershop salons, you can look up um, anything that off, that has to offer a service like that. So what you do is click click the spot, or if you know the name, just put it in the search bar, and it'll literally give you time, date, and service. You pick it, you book it, and I just get an email. So in reference to mine, what you do is you go in, you find me, you go in, the first thing it's going to give you is uh, you're going to get an option for what service you're looking for. That way, it knows where to put you in my in my appointment book so you won't overlap with no one else's time. Uh, one service can take 15 minutes, another service can take an hour, and it'll cut it'll cut your time there. So then it takes you to another page, and you have up to two weeks in advance to book to book your appointment, and then after that, you book your time. Um, previously, while you while you downloaded the app, you had to put in some personal information, something like your email. All that does is send you verifications. Uh, let's say you you booked your appointment four days from now. It just sends you a memo the day before and the day of, letting you know, hey, remember you have an appointment with George this morning or this afternoon. Which then also helps with the contactless, paperless, you know, world that we're now in. Yeah. Because nobody wants to touch anything, mm-hmm. um, and the emails are COVID-free, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> as of now, <laughs> it's not transmitting digitally no, yet. Not yet. Uh, you're connected really well online. Um, I didn't even notice the ceiling tiles when I walked in, but I, a lot of your customers, if they lay back, they're gonna see them. Yep. And that's really cool. It's actually a really cool idea. I didn't even notice. Now looking at it, it's awesome. It'd be cool to see the entire shop. Oh, I, ha- I have about 11 more maybe 11 coming more. Uh, this week. Very cool, yeah. Uh, just so everybody understands what we're talking about, the little foam tiles in the ceiling, mm-hmm. uh, you're just replacing with... Aluminum. Aluminum advertisements. Yep. Very cool, connects the community, everything goes, you know, keeps you connected with the other local businesses, local business connected with you. Yeah. It's really, really cool. So with that, you know, are there anybody in the area, uh, family, friends, mentors, anybody that's kind of helped you in this adventure? Um, I would say uh, people that that I look up to a lot in this area to, to teach me this area because it, it wasn't, it's not, hey, you can move anywhere. You have to see the way people, other people move. It's not how you move if you're trying to get them to sit or to come be at your location. You have to find out how they move, what makes them comfortable. And um, right before uh, COVID, a gentleman by the name of James Morris um, 
messaged me and he said, you know, he says he likes what I was doing, that I was posting pictures, that I was being active, that, you know, that let's let's help each other out. You know what I mean? Um, but it kind of stopped when COVID hit. Then I messaged him back to see, hey, let's see what kind of hope, you know, there is or anything sure. like that because things are rough. Um, he came in, didn't know what my services really were. I told him, come in, let's get a hot towel shave because, you know, he was bald at the time. Okay, okay. So yeah. he got his hot towel shave. Um, he loved it. Uh, it was around Father's Day. He offered to pay off rip for 10 of the next uh, fathers that came in wow. uh, that week. Um, we were able to take care of that. And then just by the following that he had and and the friends that he had, it all, you know, it all became, it all started trickling down. You know what I mean? And then we start getting names like um, um, Reagan Wise and and how he saw the difference of what he used to get to now. And it, it, it's pretty much, I've, I, I'm finding an, a niche. Okay. You know what I yeah. mean? To, to Now I'm finding the attention. I'm finding how people work. Okay. And then I'm using that to my advantage because my work is what I wanted them to see originally. I just wanted them to come sit in my chair. Sure. So they can see what I have to offer. Like any like anybody else. All every business is going to tell you exactly the same thing. But that's where consistency jumps in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, you you can you know, you can feed them the best sandwich you're going to have in their life, but if they have uh, one bad sandwich. a basic one next week, <laughs> it wasn't that place anymore. So now that I, I'm seeing how everybody's moving, they can see how I move and they're liking, you know, they're liking. And also a big thing besides the one on ones that I'm getting with a lot of people, a lot of business owners, a lot of uh, coaches from schools are coming um, is mothers from the area is mm. number one. Mothers from the area, older women, um, not even older women, but women, let's say from their from their 25s to about 50 they love to talk about their experiences hmm. more than the guy that sat Got down it, yeah i would have his wife give me a shout out before the guy does <laughs> and well, that's awesome a lot of the times i think wives and the women in a guy's life uh, or their significant other is a motivating factor for them to get yes. a haircut so uh, I would even imagine some some partners are scheduling <laughs> appointments for their partner. They do. They schedule, and I yeah. see I see the wives' names and the and the girlfriends' names before them. Yep. They book it for them, and they tell mm-hmm. them, "Hey, you have a three o'clock today. He'll be expecting you." <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, is there anybody else, um, family, friends, other mentors that uh, have kind of guided you along this path that you can say you know they definitely helped. Maybe I learned this from this person. Um, there's, there's a, there's a barber in Homestead, Florida. Um, his name is uh, Will Perez, and um, he's the one that literally told me the day I actually had the money to buy the exp- expensive clippers. He's the one that told me what to buy. Okay. He's the one that gave me a shot. He's like, he looked out a lot, and we still talk to this day. He has a crazy following on Instagram okay. and 
it's cool that he's he he didn't get let that get to his head um but uh when it comes to family my wife are pushing me okay you know what i mean yeah. that's that's number one and then the fact that i have children you know i i told you earlier that i didn't have uh, we didn't have the funds to even buy sneakers for my basketball game sometimes for my mm-hmm. for me to go play that I had to do my own thing. I would not want that for my kids. You know what I mean? Let them think about school. Let them think about college. And then they can worry about getting what they need. Yeah. But I'll take care of the rest until then. That's awesome. And, I mean, that just shows how much you care as a dad. And that's a big thing. Um. Kids are motivating. Wives are motivating. Uh, it's great that you have been able to have people that have helped you in an upward direction in life. Um, it's it's difficult if you don't have that. I find it's a lot more, and you know, coming from somewhere that's you didn't have anything growing up. Yeah, y- you got to make it for yourself. Well, I I. I love to say, I've said it for years, and people always looked at me weird or anything like that. Oh, but what if they were for you back in the day or anything like that? If if you're my friend, you're my friend. Mm-hmm. But the only way you can be my friend or be, you know, anywhere around me and is we can be cool, but if we're not benefiting from each other, not where I'm being an opportunist and I'm trying to take everything you're giving me, but if we can't benefit from each other, whether it's financially, whether it's mentally, whether it's emotionally, what are we doing for each other? Mm-hmm. What, what, why are we in each other's space? You know what I mean? Um, so I see, yeah, I, I, I see that in every aspect. And I see that in marriages. I see that in, in business partners. I see that in, in friendships, I, everything. If, if you're a married couple and you're hanging around couples that are constantly arguing and fighting and yeah. splitting up, then it kind of just trickles down. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, uh, tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are, yep. you know, because it just, you start mirroring. So why mirror something like that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, but they're good friends. They could be good people on the other side of the street. I'll stay on my side. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very true. Uh, it, it goes even not just friends you know movies you watch music you listen to things you read mm-hmm. you that starts to bring come into your own life um and if you're not constantly evaluating the people that you hang out with the things you read the things you watch the things you do um it's easy to create bad habits it's easy to be a you know a not so nice person but surrounding yourself with the people that you care about and there is something that's beneficial both ways Mm -hmm. and a lot of times with friendships it's not monetary you know maybe it's that person makes you laugh every time you hang out with them and that's why you keep that person around and that's totally good enough that's the emotional part yeah yeah um it's it's been awesome talking to you um a fun thing that we could talk about is some things that maybe people don't know about barbershops uh, I know we didn't really talk about this. Just came to mind. You, you mentioned expensive clippers, and that's that's what I thought <laughs> yeah. kind of spurred that question. Like, as a barber, you care a lot more about things that people don't care about, right? I do cameras and photo video stuff, and I geek out about expensive lenses and yeah. cameras that 
I try to talk to my wife and she's like, I don't know what you're saying because it sounds like a different language. So what are some things in a barbershop or things that you kind of like? That other obsess- people take for granted? Yeah, you obsess over, right? You could talk about the clippers. I don't, um, I don't even know what the price range for those are. <laughs> my uh, my main clippers, my the clippers that actually do the haircutting, mm-hmm. um, is is made by Andis. Andis, okay. The machine okay. is known. Very cool. Know, it's uh, the Andis Masters. They recently made them and um they're cordless with uh lithium batteries and um they run for 299 wow okay so that's just one uh then i have uh the andis t outliners as well they're also cordless they run for about 170 um then we have uh babyless which uh, a lot of people are 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 going crazy over it's a fx trimmer um that one goes for about 150 160. so what does that one do those trim they just do the trimming like the sharp lines and things like that that's what that's what that does those two machines got it i get different work out of different ones the way i adjust the blades okay so some are more uh they're better for the kids better for older people um that their skin might be a little bit more tender than Mm -hmm. others um i have a also a balder um which is a foil shaver um, just in case they get irritated when it comes to getting blade work, um, because I do use a straight razor. Okay. Um, then my straight razors, uh, a lot of people can think, oh, I get straight razors anywhere. I'm sure. like, no, it's a certain brand you have to get. The blade is sturdier. It'll last longer. It'll give you a better shave, um, more than nicking and stuff like that. Sure. Um, anywhere from my blade holder. My yep. blade holder is $40 yeah. by itself. And it's something that you just use and throw and use and throw. Well, that, you know, I got into shaving a while ago. I, I, I don't have enough facial hair to really justify spending a lot yeah. of money on a, a straight razor, <laughs> even though I was trying to convince my wife to let me get one. <laughs> um, but those can get pricey. And like, it's like an art form. Mm-hmm. I like, it's crazy like the the attention to detail it's like such a craft of like a different world where today we're like instant quick digital like it's very tactile you know you're dealing with grades of metal and wood and yeah and then not only that those are just the tools that that are on my hand then there's other things like uh what i offer in this area that anybody can say they do it but have they really been offering it? And this is something that I've been getting uh, my name out there more is for hot towel shaves. Okay. Um, I I have a machine that keeps my towels warm all day. Very cool. I have a, a steamer which blows hot steam like in the person's face the whole time just to keep that warmness going. I have a hot lather, hot lather machine which, you know what I mean, keeps that whole warm feeling. And then after that, you kind of give them a second one with a nice facial cleanser. Mm. Um, with another towel so those having something like a hot towel machine is big and what's becoming another favorite in this area is something very simple but i have air hoses coming down from the roof Mm. those air hoses um can clean off somebody way quicker than just a regular duster with some talk Mm. on it meaning if you if you're coming you have a date right after your haircut you forgot you couldn't get it earlier because you were at work or if you're coming from work on lunch on a lunch break you can go you can go back to work without a problem with no, with no hair on you you're not itchy the rest sure. of the day so the fact that they can come in not leave itchy and come out the same way they came in just looking and feeling way better 
they're loving things like that. Well, that's huge too. I think that's a big, a, a big problem. You know, you always have that itch mm-hmm. on your neck or in, on your shoulders after a haircut, and that's sweet. Yeah. Is there a anything else in the haircutting community that like you geek out over? Um, not really. Um, I just I go I go by. I go by what's in front of me, you know sure. what I mean? I have my tools and I have my mentality. But uh there's a term in the barber industry that's yeah. called master barber. Okay. That, in my head that doesn't exist cuz I just like to see the politics and things. Mm. Um you can't be a master barber with all these new new trends coming out every 3 months. Sure. You know what I mean? A master barber does not exist. What you have to be is adaptable. Mm. Adapt to it know your work and give them what they want. You know what I mean? Um, so adaptability and then obviously consistency. Yeah. But, um, adaptability is big. It's it, and adaptability can go with anyone, you know, no one's no people love you for being authentic and whatnot. But if you're giving them the same thing you were giving them 20 years ago, unless that's what they asked for. Sure. They're they're gonna disappear slowly, mm-hmm. so that that's where that's where I'm at on that. Yeah, I feel the adaptability is definitely key, and you know some business industries, I guess they don't have to necessarily worry too much about that. You know, my work. One day I'm in a bakery, the next day I'm working with James making a commercial for, you know, more street service. So, uh, totally different worlds, and you got to be able to adapt and adjust. You know, keep the core principles of quality, you know, consistency, all that, but be able to be flexible with people mm-hmm. and what services you offer. So yep. very cool. So I think that's awesome. It's been great to get to know you a little bit. And uh, at the end, I like to give you a time you can kind of say any services or anything that you offer where people can find you again. Uh, if you have a website or phone number, best way to get in contact with you. Uh, you know, maybe if somebody wants a Ceiling tile or a haircut, right? Um, well, there you go again, guys. My name is George Ramirez, owner of Authentic Barbering. We're located at 5901 U.S. Highway 19 in Newport, Ritchie. Um, we offer anything from regular haircuts, kids' haircuts, designs, hot towel shaves, regular shaves, um, pretty much any male haircut service. Also, um, if you guys are even willing just to stop buying check out the shop um you know and no one's gonna charge you no one's gonna run you off uh just stop by meet me and let's create some type of relationship have a good one this podcast is brought to you by tatsmithphotovideo.com helping you connect with your customers and grow your business through photo and video